The Parkins and Spiegel Show. If y'all ready, give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Urgent breaking news. Ryan Poles has traded the number one draft pick to the Carolina Panthers. This is not a drill. Number one for number nine, number 61 in this draft, a first round pick next year in 2024, and a second round pick in 2025, and wide receiver DJ Moore. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um. Way to go, Ryan Poles. And now Walker fires downfield, looking for DJ Moore. Oh, the end my zone. God. It's a diving catch for a Panthers touchdown. Wow. DJ Moore, unreal. Let's get some insight from Carolina. Chris McLean covers the Panthers, WFNZ in Charlotte. He's fearless. He'll go over the middle and he'll catch anything. His run after the catch ability is amazing. Justin Fields is going to love him. You know, when we've been talking in the mornings here in Charlotte about it, and it kills me, by the way, you know, we do a morning show and now you guys can relate to this. The fact that this happens now and I have to wait till Monday, <laughs> I'm glad you called because my wife didn't want to hear about this. So I'm, glad, I'm glad you called. Bears fans are at home right now going, we, we've never seen anything like this. Justin is in Plainfield. That Carolina pick, they're going to be awful next year, I would assume. So that could be a top 10 pick, which is just amazing. Big Steve. I'm thrilled. I'm over the hill with this trade. They got the best package they could possibly get. So I'm loving it. Brody is in the Quad Cities. Oh, my God. I would have taken that trade without DJ Moore. It's such a good trade. These are great days we're living, bros. Take that second round pick, trade it for Derek. Henry, sign an offensive lineman, and then just draft nothing but defense. Eight Super Bowls in a row. Like, so excited. Like, fast bear down, Chicago Bears. Brody is feeling it. Gentlemen, the only question is, not will they repeat, but how many times? You know, I, I don't think we're talking about a repeat, a three-peat, or even a four-peat. That's right. We're talking a minimum eight-peat. Absolutely. What an amazing haul for Ryan Poles. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Bear down. Let's, Let's go. go. Let's go. God but bless Lovey Smith. One, two, three. And here, here we go. go. Here we go. Here we go, Jack. Here we go, Tony. The Parkins and Spiegel Show. Afternoons from 2 to 6 on 670 The Score in Odyssey Station. Yeah, but what have you done since, Ryan Poles? <laughs> I mean, Jesus. The tampering period opened three hours and 31 minutes and 48 49, 50 seconds ago. Get a little impatient. Keep counting those seconds, man. You're not the only one. There is anxiety out there in the fan base waiting for things to happen. And when I say in the fan base, I mean in that chair over there where Dan <laughs> yeah, is sitting. Well, and listen, here's the thing. Yeah. I, I, I am mostly being facetious. You don't build your team through free agency. You do it through the draft. Free agency is an overpay by definition. However... Because they have so many needs and have to spend so much money, and there are some good players uh, available in this free agent class at positions in need, and the Bears have so many needs, I am a bit surprised. Like, when we were planning for this show on Friday and some texts over the weekend, even this morning, um, just I'll be perfectly transparent, I kept being like, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Between 11 o'clock when the tampering period opens and 2 o'clock when we're on the air, mm-hmm. there's going to be three or four new players linked and signed by the Bears or agreed to in principle that that's going to be the whole show. And so them having a a linebacker who wore the green dot, 
That's a nice touch. You oh. s- smart player. Well, look, if we're gonna if we're talking about him, he wore the green dot as a signal caller. He's entering his athletic prime age-wise. Um, he was the sixth best linebacker overall according to Pro Football Focus last year, 17th against the run. He's 26 years old, and only he's getting $12 million guaranteed as opposed to Roquan Smith's $100 million and $45 million guaranteed. They're showing you. I mean, that's tremendous value. If anything, that's the template for what they still want to do as they spend money. That's where I'm thinking we are. Correct, but not, but not a premium position. For sure. I, I am surprised that Hargrave went off the board, McGlinchey went off the board, Taylor went off the board, that like the – the market setting players at their positions yeah. went off the board and the bears didn't get one of them. I'm not like the McGlinchey contract is gigantic. I'm not saying any one of those is some sort of huge miss. So it's not a criticism. It's surprise based on how I just thought this was going to unfold, uh-huh. which makes me think that there's going to be something else surprising. I don't think the only answer to this is going to be bargain shopping but, uh, may, but maybe it is well we'll see yeah it, it's seldom that you get some of these like bargains sort of or even value bargain is um it is 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 negative right bargain diminishing. feels diminishing whereas value does not and I, I i think they're in such a good spot he doesn't want to do something that's going to tie that up sooner rather than later. So, look, there are a lot of other tackles out there, as you know, whether it's Andre Dillard, who was a backup in Philly, um, and some think you know could be a starter coming up, whether it is Caleb McGarry, as has been mentioned, from Atlanta. Like, there's some others, but you get value. When you draft and you can develop linemen like that, then you're really getting value because, because man, locking yourself into big money for problematic tackles like Mike McGlinchey, who is a starter on a good team, but has his issues. Orlando Brown has his issues. Like, you can get yourself into cap trouble quickly when you sign guys like that. I mean, I don't know about, like, if there's a scenario where the Bears really can get into cap trouble. I hear what you're saying. Like, you, you, you want the guys that you pay the most money to to be your best players. And DJ Moore is that. And it's a reasonable contract. It's not an overpay. It's a bargain. Hell, he might be looking for a new contract with two years left on his deal mm-hmm. if he has a big year this year and he ends up being very underpaid. So I'm not panicking or even criticizing. Like I said, I'm I'm just a little surprised because we knew the names ahead of free agency. Like we knew mm-hmm. that Mike McGlinchey was a good run blocker and questionable as a pass blocker. We knew that the best tackles were right tackles and not left tackles. Taylor flipping from right tackle to left tackle to protect the single most valuable asset in the NFL from arguably the best organization in the NFL that has had some tremendous hits on offensive linemen in the last couple of years, both in free agency and the draft mm. just Makes me wish the Bears did it, frankly. It's like, you know, like when you when teams would like trade with Bill Belichick and you'd be like, ugh, I wonder if we just got fleeced because that guy's so good at it. Like, or when like a player goes to Miami in in the NBA, you're like, oh man, they're probably gonna have their best basketball. Like if Pat Riley wanted them and they're gonna be coached by Eric Spolstra. Like mm. if the if the Chiefs are converting a Jaguars right tackle. To left tackle. And paying him right tackle money instead of left tackle and, money. And, and letting a, f- a guy who they literally gave the franchise tag to at left tackle go. 
makes me kind of think that they're right. And not that I've watched a thousand snaps of film of Juwan Taylor, but the Juwan Taylor contract and the move to the left tackle makes me think that that's likely going to end up being a good move just based on the people who made that move. Well, that makes sense. And they'll probably scheme like crazy to do whatever they have to do to make it work and protect and... And, and Reed and Mahomes will will come up with whatever they need to come up with. But they're also in the position, same thing as the Niners throwing the money at Hargrave. They're, they want to win right the hell now. Yeah. And, and, and the Bears are not looking to win it all right the hell now and spend some of this crazy free agent money uh, uh, up at the top. Yeah, but like, but like, but Washington signed Deron Payne for four years, ninety million dollars. They're not necessarily in a win now situation, and he's a great player at a premium position. Mm-hmm. Uh, like again, like they have to spend big money, right? And they have so many holes on the team that I just it's it's not that value signings are bad. They're awesome they're they're what you need to do uh and free agency day one is usually an overpay you're 100 right about it i just uh because i think to get to the floor they're likely not going to just do this six million dollars eight million dollars four million dollars at at a time my, my, my guess is there's going to be a either a big ticket item like a draymond jones or a trade to acquire a big ticket item that that, that would be my guess have you seen the ryan poles twitter account that I see some media members continue to retweet, I believe perhaps thinking it is actually Ryan Poles, and it's very much not Ryan Poles. I have not seen that. At Ryan Poles Bears. Our buddy Dave Wanstead retweeted him the other day, and I wondered if Wani realized it was not Ryan Poles. (laughs) Amazing. I just saw it go into my timeline again, and the tweet is, Relax, dot, 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 <laughs> from Ryan Poles Bears. Hey, hey, everyone chill out. <laughs> okay. Everyone, everyone calm down. While, while I think everyone should stay calm, that is also not Ryan Poles but telling seriously, you to stay can, can, you, can, you, can you acquire a great player, please? Can you acquire a great player? Uh, Shane just acquired a great guest. TJ Edwards is going to be on the show at 4 o'clock. That is outstanding. Should we cancel Zach Berman? Well, he's at 340. Yeah, yeah so- I know, but he's going to... Be talking to us about TJ. I think we could do two TJ Edwards segments. All right, let's do two TJ. TJ Edwards' dad been listening to the station for a very long time. How uh, hell yeah. great is that? Lickville's own TJ Edwards, Wisconsin TJ Edwards. That that's outstanding. Way to go, Shane Reardon. Yeah, well, killing no. it. But here with Zach Berman, we can talk to about the Eagles and about what they. You know what? I keep thinking about his conversation that we had with him. They don't pay linebackers. They don't pay and value linebackers in terms of the salary cap. And we're seeing this T.J. Edwards contract. This is a great contract. Yeah. It's, it's an incredible value contract. Texter makes a good point. Speaks, didn't you want Hargrave? I, I did. And now you're saying it would be an overpay? Um, well, you know, I, I really wanted Hargrave. It's true. But I'm trying to understand their mindset here as, as they're doing what they're doing. I really did want Hargrave because I, I, I love the idea of a veteran like that that you can absolutely know knows what he's doing. He's a more perfect three technique than McGlinchey is a tackle. That, that's for sure. Uh, uh, yeah, but, I mean, but if it, if he's 30. He, yep. doesn't, he doesn't line up with the age range. Dr- mm-hmm. Draymond Jones would not surprise me at all. Guy who's played uh, inside and outside, 25 years old. That one would not surprise me at all mm-hmm. if they went out and, and made that signing. And the texter says, I think Parkins is just a little hopped up and the majority of the fan base is calm. I think the DJ Moore trade 
is the thing that really did like settle people in and be like, oh, damn, here we go, Jim. Here we go, Tony. Like a number one receiver, Mm -hmm. still a top 10 pick, having a couple of firsts next year. Like, like that is going to likely be the biggest thing that it, like, you know, the the ninth pick or wherever they draft in the first round is going to be huge if they sign up. 40 50 million dollar free agent like Draymond Jones like that that'll be huge but that trade is likely to be the 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 defining thing yeah. of of this offseason. Um you know let me say this about Hargrave maybe I was wrong about wanting Hargrave. Certainly there've been a ton of Bears fans who've been telling me I was wrong and told me I was wrong today when I lamented him going to San Francisco because he is 30 and it is a tremendous amount of of guaranteed money. I, I absolutely think they have to get that position right, and they have to get that position right this year. So I, I don't know who that's going to be, and maybe they like Draymond Jones uh, more and his, his age makes more sense, and, and that future will make more sense. I feel great about Hargrave as a player, and so I was willing to like hold my nose at the age, but I could have been wrong about that entirely. 312-644-6767. Panicked concerned, excited, uh, excited, so, uh, excited. So much going on. Really looking forward to talking to uh, TJ Edwards at four o'clock. Want to know how much of a meatball his dad is long time, long time score head. I love that. He's probably tuning in being like, Oh man, the score is now talking about my boy. That's so cool. What like, does that- he think about Parkins killing sports updates? You know? Sure. Yeah. We can get a full radio station review I think so. uh, fr- fr- from his dad at some point uh, as, as we go, but we're going to be reacting to the news along with all of you. Speaks has turned the world baseball classic on in the studio. That's right. That's right. It's been great, man. It's been absolutely sure, no. great. Yeah, no, I, I know. I know. No, no you don't. <laughs> don't pretend you know. I, I know very little. Okay. It's Parkins and Spiegel. <laughs> the Parkins and Spiegel Show. Yeah, shot Chicago sports for sure. Afternoons on the score. We'll do polls position at 3 o'clock. Some of the details we learned on how it came together with the DJ Moore trade and the Carolina Panthers from Albert Breer's terrific reporting. TJ Edwards, the only signing so far. Not It's not official yet, but uh, rumored signing of the tampering period uh, is going to join us at 4 o'clock. Diehard Bears fan growing up. Nice book by Shane Reardon. Uh, and I said Teron Armstead in transition when I was talking about Laramie Tunsil. Mm-hmm. Um, I... He is great, and Miami did give him uh, a huge contract, but I I mixed him and Trent Williams up in my head. Teron Armstead's the fourth highest paid left tackle. Trent Williams is the highest paid left tackle. Oh, okay. So just I wanted to correct that because if my spidey senses are right, and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I have no reporting on this, but like if Laramie Tunsil's about to be traded um, and Ryan Poles wants to acquire players like that, instead of overpaying in free agency. And Tunsil said he wants to reset the market for tackles just to prepare you. Uh, if he get what, if he got what he wants, Trent Williams signed a six-year, $138 million contract <laughs> with $55 million guaranteed. So at, at 32 years old. And Tunsil's 28. So, I mean, you'd be t- – if the Bears traded for Laramie Tunsil and then made him the highest-paid left tackle in the history of football, mm-hmm. you'd be talking about uh, – $150 million contract probably with $60 million guaranteed, something hmm. like that. You think um, you think Tunsil was a topic of conversation when Poles and 
And uh, and Nick Casario talked about swapping one and two. Let's go ahead and throw that in, I, may, yeah, shall we? May, maybe. Could have been. You know, it's just uh, the idea of going out and getting players that aren't free agents, even if the acquisition cost is a little higher, but then you're not limiting yourself to overpaying for mediocre talent because they are the guys who just happen to be free agents in the year where you had the cap space is a really interesting one. And Ryan Poles already showed that he's willing to do it with the DJ Moore trade. And the other thing, and I think that both of these things will happen, but we could get a Cole Komet extension at any time. We could get a Jalen Johnson extension at any time. Yeah, there's been some extension uh, news on other teams. You're seeing some of this stuff happen. This is when teams are kind of putting all the pieces together. I'm a little surprised that, that we haven't had some of that stuff. Yeah, and the, and the longer that goes without happening and the more moves they make without it, you know, you start to think about, I wonder if any of them are going to, you know, play hardball a little bit and – bet on themselves and say, well, if I have to take the franchise tag next year and negotiate off that, I will because the cap keeps going up, up, and up. So, uh, yeah, but it's something that he could have worked, and I'm sure he is working. You know, we've known that Jalen Johnson has been in touch uh, with the Bears talking about contracts, mm-hmm. but that's it. That's like, you know, we're in, a, we're in this like weird holding pattern of like, David Montgomery could be leaving. We're waiting for that news. Who's going to be signed among the free agents? We're waiting for that news. Who could be extended within the Bears? Waiting for that news. And then there's also the trade piece, which is probably the toughest of the four to predict because you don't know who's available on every team in the trade. You know, we've been thinking about $100 million in cap space uh, for so long. And then we got down to, uh, where are we now? But We got into the 70s after the DJ Moore trade. Yeah, $75 million or something Yeah, $75 like that. Million. And now after TJ Edwards, I think it's only an $8 million cap hit. So I believe we're in the high 60s as of right now. You got to have a little over $5 million I saw Weeder put out for, for your draft class, uh-huh. which obviously super easy. So yeah. ro- ro- roll that down into the lower you know, $60 million something Low, range. Lower 60s. But... Really, the only goal is that they hit the floor for this year, which is then you can year, roll over, right? Which is a three-year rolling cash average, right? So signing bonuses can be attributed to it, contract extensions can be attributed to it, and then you can so convert you're, you're those do- things all the all the time, anyway. Right, like Deshaun Watson just restructured his contract for right. Cleveland to give them an extra thirty something million dollars in cap space. Right, for this like, year. like you're seeing those stories like crazy over the last few days as teams are engineering and you can move stuff around. So what, while it's super exciting to think about all that cap space you know i think it has built up a little uh, a little a little sense of go get everybody yeah. from for people and and some are dealing with it better than others yeah and again i don't think they should go get everybody i don't think that i, I want them to carry over uh some cap space and maintain flexibility they need to this is this is a multi-year build people keep wanting to compare them to the eagles and now they just signed an eagle and so the comparisons are only going to increase and there's some similarities uh between jalen hurts and justin fields but in terms of roster depth and talent there there might not be two more polar opposite rosters than, than the bears and eagles so the bears have a long way to go here and that is the part that some of like the like the cynical bears media illuminati or whatever who like get mad at people for having uh optimism it's like cynical well no no one illuminati you know no trying to think of a good acronym for you i got nothing there's nothing there no no one's saying they're going to be a super bowl contender this year it's it's just the idea of like acquiring that number one pick 
allowed them to make a move like this to get three extra draft picks and a number one receiver and still maintain the ability to do a bunch of things this offseason, which is what the cap space affords them to do. They can afford to trade for expensive pieces because they also have the cap space. It's not celebrating the Bears being like ready to win a Super Bowl. It's the Bears being in a position of flexibility and control. Like Bernsey brought up, that's the opposite of the Bulls. The Bulls can't do anything that they want because they don't have the cap space and they don't have the draft picks. No, no. The Bears really can do anything that they want. Completely different. Absolutely. The Bulls chose the middle. The Bulls made their choice for the middle a few years ago. That's when Carnishivus was in a, in a place that Ryan Bowles was with carte blanche to do do it however you want. And now he does not have that freedom. And that's a thing. Like I think that's worth protecting for polls, this feeling of possibility and all these open moments for polls. I think he wants to protect that longer than, uh, than, than just this particular moment. We have a new signing for the Chicago Bears, Ian Rappaport. The Bears are securing their offensive line, signing former Titans guard Nate Davis to a three-year deal, a huge priority. So Nate Davis, a guard from the Tennessee Titans, signed to the Bears. We do not have contract terms yet titans obviously known for mm-hmm. their rushing offense uh the last few years a very good offensive line in tennessee we'll get you all the details on the contract and specifics on nate davis on the other side as we get into polls position i can tell you he's 26 years old bowen matt bowen adam number 31 on his list of uh of, of free agents um, this is the quick Bowen write-up. Nate Davis, a good mover at 316 pounds, can reach block or climb in zone run schemes, delivering a strike in contact. Below average run block win rate last season, but ranked among the top 25 guards in pass block win rate. So anyway, number 31 and 26 years old. So again, a signing that fits the time frame. And guys, I can tell you he was born in York, Maine. Oh, thank you ah, so that's, much. That's, a good, that's very valuable. Went to Stonebridge High School thank out there in Maine. Ooh, that's a factory mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. <laughs> Wonder if that means they're going to eat the Cody Whitehair money and and move on in that spot, too. So we'll carry over this. So Nate Davis is the second signing joining TJ Edwards, who will join us uh, at three o'clock. So no breaking the bank signing four at, f- at four o'clock. Sorry. Uh, no one breaking the bank yet, but two signings now. TJ Edwards at linebacker, Nate Davis at guard. Poles position reacting to this latest signing and what we learned Filling in the details on the big trade of the number one pick from the offseason and what it could tell us going forward next on The Score.